Life Audio. Hello and welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast with Trisha and Michelle. We're just two friends reading through the Bible chronologically and encouraging you to do the same. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Daily Bible Podcast, or go to our website, dailybiblepodcast.net. We are going through the one-year chronological Bible, and we have links for that in our show notes and also at our website. Also, check out our group on Facebook. Just look for Daily Bible Podcasts under Facebook Community Groups, and be willing to share your favorite podcast with a friend. Just go Ooh. to wherever you're listening to our podcast and click the share button. That's a great idea. Click the share button because sharing is caring. Caring. Okay, so today we are reading Nehemiah, all about rebuilding that wall. And um, so we are reading Nehemiah 3, 4, 5, 6, and the first three verses of chapter 7. All right, so Nehemiah. Just before we get into this, I want to just make a comment that these walls were not just a foot thick (laughs) and not just two feet thick. (laughs) Like we're talking about walls that were like eight to ten feet thick. I think actually there's it's been said that the walls of Jerusalem are like eight point six feet thick or something. Just but, around thereabouts. Yeah. So around there. But still, that's I think that's as big as my bedroom, like as wide as my bedroom. So that is eight feet thick and they're like twelve to fourteen feet tall. So so this isn't just some easy thing to do. This is a big, big feat. Okay, take it away, Trisha. Well, you know, we should go look at the walls of Jerusalem, Michelle. I think you and I need to go there. <laughs> That's a like, great idea. Yeah. We really we need, need this in-depth research in Jerusalem mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we can better do this podcast. Exactly. Maybe someday. Mm-hmm. The Lord willing. That would be awesome. Okay, we start Nehemiah 3, which provides a detailed account of the rebuilding of Jerusalem's walls and gates. And so different groups of individuals and priests and Levites and goldsmiths and perfumers and various families, they all took responsibility for the specific wall sections. And I love how it talks about this person and this group Mm -hmm. took part this wall and this part of this wall. And it just, I love everyone had to do their part. They all had to work together. Teamwork, go team. And family um, work. And did and you see the work. daughters yeah. that one guy had? His daughters helped him. They like, were like rolling up their sleeves. Uh-huh. That's so yeah. cool. And so then we have how the gates and the walls were rebuilt. And then so we had the sheep gate and then moving around the city from there. And it was a collective effort. And it reminds me of the credits at the end of the movie. So... I have only been mentioned in movie credits once, but you bet that I was sitting there (laughs) while all those names rolled looking for my name. And so it's really cool that all these people were Mm -hmm. honored. Like their names got written down because they were there Mm -hmm. and they were doing their part. Um, Nehemiah 3.16 says, next to him was Nehemiah, son of Azabuk, the leader of 
half of the district of Beth Bethzur. He rebuilt the wall from a place across from the tombs of David's family as far as the water reservoir and the house of the warriors. And so it's just so cool. Like they would say exactly this is the part that he worked on from this part to this part. So throughout Israelites history, some bring people together and some draw them closer to God. And Nehemiah did. He brought people together mm-hmm. for this common purpose. And mm-hmm. then as the reconstruction, as we move into Nehemiah 4, as the reconstructions progress, opposition and criticism from adversaries mm-hmm. intensify. The bad guys are bad back guys. at it again. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. Sanballat and Tobiah and others mock the Jews and doubt the feasibility and strength of the wall they're constructing. So Nehemiah responds with prayer and he seeks God's intervention against the detractors. And Nehemiah 4 4 says, Then I prayed, Hear us, our God, for we are being mocked. May their scoffing fall back on their own heads, and may they themselves become captives in a foreign land. He's just like praying against them. And then as the threats of attack increase, Nehemiah takes precautions by positioning guards and ensuring that the builders are armed. So remember one person would build, another person would guard, and then they would switch, which actually I thought like that might just help you keep going too. If you had to just build all day, every day. So at least when you're watching, you don't have to be like actively building. Mm-hmm. But um, he reminds the people of the Lord's great power and their duty to their homes and families. And the chapter ends with half the people continue the work while the other half stands guard, showcasing the resilience and determination to complete the task. Even with these challenges, they just figured out how to make it work and they're mm-hmm. working together. Good for them. Working together, figuring it out. And then Nehemiah, the head of all of it. So all of this, the rebuilding of the walls was happening during a famine. And we know that during famine, like life is hard. Like there's not enough food to go around. It it's hard. It's hot. It's dusty. There's no water. It's it, it's hard. So what we see is some of the Jews, God's chosen people, were not acting their best. And so even though life is hard, God still expects His people to to be who they need to be. They are His chosen people. They are set apart for a reason. Well, His people are complaining. And it came out that some didn't have enough food for their families, Mm -hmm. and they were enslaving some of their brothers and sisters, and others were borrowing money so that they could pay the heavy taxes levied by the Persians, to which I want to go back to the Persians and slap their hands, but we can't do that. So Nehemiah is just furious because, I mean, there is hardship. There definitely is hardship, but the people are just complaining and murmuring and and enslaving others and putting higher taxes on others and and charging interest and Nehemiah just like knock it off just knock it off he calls a town meeting basically calls a town meeting everybody comes in he's like just knock it off and so <laughs> he says you need to quit borrowing you need to quit charging interest to those who borrowed you need to stop in, enslaving people and um, you need to stop walking in fear of what other nations will do. And here's what happened when he's told them to knock it off. They listened and they agreed what? to do what is right. What? It was that simple. <laughs> that simple. I mean, it was, it was easy. that simple. Easy peasy. <laughs> 
But boy, if it isn't one thing, it's another. And Nehemiah is leading the charge to rebuild the walls. But again, those bad guys, Sanballat, Tobiah, and then there's this other guy, Geshem. (sighs) They won't stop taunting Nehemiah. They just won't stop. And so they send him four messages to meet up with them. And he replies, I am engaged in great work, so I can't come. I mean, don't you see? I'm working here. I can't come to you. So then they send a fifth message that says that there is a rumor going around. The Jews are planning to rebel and Nehemiah plans to be their king. And of course, the bad guys are guaranteeing that this will get back to King Artaxerxes. Now remember, this king really liked Nehemiah, but this rumor could possibly Mm. cause some great, great, great fiction friction could cause great it's it's actually it's a rumor so it is fiction but it could cause some great friction between nehemiah and this king if it gets back to him but of course nehemiah knows that they are just trying to intimidate him to get his mind off the task at hand they even hired someone from within someone from within Jerusalem and the Jews and God's chosen people to sort of help him question his standing on everything. So they have a spy that's engaging in the fiction to build friction on the inside. Exactly. I couldn't have put it better myself. (laughs) And so Nehemiah goes to God because that's what Nehemiah does. He goes to God and God hears and Nehemiah stands resolute. And the walls are completed in a short 52 days. And again, remember how big these They're walls big. are. They're huge. So they are completed in less than two months. Less than two months, these walls are completed. Jerusalem is once again protected from the outside world. Well, so to speak, it's protected from the outside world. And there, there we go. It. And we have walls. And the people listened. And Nehemiah turned to God. And the fiction, friction spies did not succeed. They didn't succeed at all. So that, there's where we are right now. I mean, well, there's there's a little bit more, and we have a little bit of time, so I'll go into a little bit more. So Nehemiah appoints his brother as the governor, and we live happily ever after. We do? Mm, we try. <laughs> And it lasts for 10 minutes. I know. Well, we're getting closer. It's getting better. So I just thought it was interesting how Nehemiah appointed his brother as the governor. He must have liked his brother. I think he did like his brother. And he saw that his brother was a man of God. And so there are many things in that that is like, okay, but I thought for sure Nehemiah would be the governor. But he didn't want to go with the fiction friction spy. Probably not. He had he had, kinda... had enough. <laughs> I would have had enough too. Okay, yeah. well, we better get on with get on with this podcast and we need to take a break because we need to hear from our sponsor. And when we come back, we'll have the word of the day. Stay tuned. The word of the day is repaired. There's been a lot of re-words. Uh-huh. Renewal. I don't know what other ones. There were some other re-words, but this is repaired to restore by replacing a part or putting together what is torn or broken. Mm. 
They're repairing the wall. So the story of Nehemiah gives us insight how the walls are repaired and how lives are reshaped. Mm. You like all those re's? Repaired, reshaped. Mm-hmm. Um, so Nehemiah teaches the power of collaboration. When the walls crumbled and it's time to rebuild and repair, thankfully they didn't have to do it alone. And so they had all the people coming together. And it just is a reminder to us that we don't have to carry our burdens alone. Mm. We can reach out. We can share. We can collaborate. Um, my mother-in-law used to say, many hands make light work. And this helps even in our painful things. Like, we just feel better if we can share our burdens and know that someone's praying with us. Um, and then when we're, when we're rebuilding, Nehemiah also reminds us that there will always, always be naysayers. Mm-hmm. How come those bad guys are always there giving doubt and it's not going to work out and opposition? That's part of the rebuilding process. So we don't have to listen to them. Yeah. Nehemiah wasn't answering their messages. He was letting it go to voicemail over and over again. We cannot listen. We can let it roll off our backs. I'll tell my kids when they're arguing, I'm like, well, he said this. Well, just don't listen. Just don't <laughs> listen to him. And so Nehemiah is an example of that. And then Nehemiah 5 shows us that sometimes the biggest obstacles come from within the communities or ourselves. And so then it's time for introspection. So the habits, the mindsets, the behavior, sometimes Mm -hmm. it is those people on the outside, but sometimes God's trying to get us out of those bad habits Mm -hmm. of comparison or grumbling or whatever it is. And then there are distractions that will pull us off course, but we have to stay vigilant. So they stayed vigilant. They figured out the system to build and to watch and to keep going. And they did it. They followed through. So we have to stay committed to that vision and stay committed to God. And then we have to safeguard what we rebuilt. So we can be doing well, but then we have to keep going and not let it fall. So again, I mentioned my health journey. I'm trying to get healthier. I have a health coach that I'm like, okay, I really want to eat this thing. And she's like, don't eat this thing. And I'm like, thank you for reminding me not to eat the thing. And I'm trying to help others and encourage them along the path. We have to be there for it together. We all have our walls that crumble. They could be fractured relationships, a faltering career, our spiritual life, our self-worth, our bad eating habits, whatever it is, we need to come together. We need to work together. We need to encourage each other. We need to stand side by side with each other and not give up. So it's just not rebuilding. Like they were rebuilding the bricks and the mortar, but Mm. it was also pulling them together as a community, learning how to work together, learning how to communicate, learning how to not listen to the bad guys, learning how to pray and renew themselves and turn to God in the situation. Mm -hmm. Which is so, so good. I mean, so important to learn all of those things as you rebuild. I mean, there's so much that goes into rebuilding. You know, and also one thing is that as you rebuild, make sure to write down dates and specific mm-hmm. things that God has conquered for you. Like, because we are such a forget, we laugh all the time about the Israelites, and yet it's so true about us too. There is a reason why we have God's word and why there is. I don't know how many verses that start with the word remember. And it's because we are such forgetful people. So 
journal, journal or write down your accomplishments on your calendar, Mm -hmm. keep them somewhere so that you can look back and you can praise God for the things that he has done. So you can thank him for what he is doing in your life, your spouse's life, your kids' lives, your neighbors, your friends, your people at church. But remember what he has done, like who he has rebuilt or, or, whose life he has rebuilt or what he has rebuilt, like remember those and recount those things with close friends. I've been, I've been walking through some yucky yuckiness lately and um, being able to talk through that yuckiness with a close friend has helped me understand and helped me see that what I wasn't seeing a few weeks ago or mm-hmm. even months ago, mm-hmm. that some of the darkness has started to break up and sunshine is starting to appear through those cracks and to see that, God is working. He is answering prayers. He is doing the mighty and he's doing what only he can do, not what we are doing. So as you rebuild or as you're watching someone rebuild, encourage them to write things down so that they remember and and do that for yourself too. Like write down significant things. There's a reason why we have dates in the Bible and that's because they are tied to significant things. And so the rebuilding process is significant. And it's not like, don't think that your rebuilding process isn't significant because it is significant. So spiritual anniversaries, like just write those down, keep those so that you can remember and you can praise God while you remember. I love that because it's so fun to pull an old, old journal out. And it was like praying for my child when he was you know, eight, now he's 34 and praying for him to have a good attitude and learn mm-hmm. God's ways. And it's like, oh, those prayers, all of them matter. All of them count. We're always in the act of, I mean, we build and then things crumble and then we build and things crumble. So it seems like we're always in the act of rebuilding, but we're working together and we're drawing closer to God and we're drawing closer to other people. And I think that's the part of it. Sometimes we think it's the thing, like definitely they needed the walls, but God was working even as they were building those walls. Mm-hmm. He had a plan for them, um, not just protection of the city. That was one part of it, but who they were becoming as a community and their faithfulness to him in the process was just as important as the thing they were rebuilding. Mm, yeah, so true. So true. Well, can you pray for us today just for the rebuilding process and that that we will just recount and remember what God is doing through that process and that we'll be strong in that process because that process is not easy. Yeah. Yep, I will. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you that you are with us as we rebuild, Lord, that maybe we had dreams that feel like they're Mm. crumbled or relationships that feel like they're crumbled and hopes and dreams, whatever it is that we feel like we need to rebuild, Lord, that first of all, um, thank you that you're always there. Thank mm-hmm. you that you have given us a community. Thank you that mm-hmm. we, you've given us this daily Bible podcast community that we can share about our rebuilding and ask others to pray for us, Lord. I thank you that um, even though we think it's about the thing, that it's often about the relationship and the relationship with you and the relationship with others as we lean on on those things, Lord. Help us when we see those crumbling pieces of whatever, Lord, to trust that you can mm-hmm. help us. And we thank you and praise you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we are sending you off with some daily encouragement to get into the Word and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Again, if you don't have the one-year chronological Bible that we are using, we have links to that 
Bible in our show notes. You can even find it in the Kindle format. Also in the show notes is a monthly and yearly schedule of the Bible reading plan that we are following. Okay, so tomorrow we are reading Nehemiah 7, verse 4 through 73, and then Nehemiah 8, verses 1 through 12. And I want to take a second here to thank the team at Life Audio. It is a great team. It's a great partnership. And it's a great platform for many great Christian podcasts created just for you. Go to lifeaudio.com. You're going to find podcasts, Christian podcasts, on taking your faith and understanding of God to the next level. That's lifeaudio.com. And we will see you here tomorrow. Bye-bye.